What's up everybody, Michael Ninja's back at it again. You know how I like to do it. Press record and speak what's on my mind. How y'all doing today, people? I hope you're blessed. I hope you're being a blessing to someone in need. These, these Stargate cycles, this is the cycle that our gates open on this planet's gates are supposed to open out of the 26,556-year cycle. It's now been shortened because of what they're doing to the planetary grids and the Stargates and the Templar to, to what's called the Falciuta cycles, which is plugged into the, the uh, processions of the equinox, which is not natural. And we'll look at what that is about and when that started, because that really, really came into fore about 13,000 years ago when a major victory on, and this was an Atlantean drama, a major victory on just let's say the, the dark agenda side had occurred. They created something called the Toral Rift. It is a time rip. And it was, they literally plugged Earth's Templar into this time rift and knew that when it came to the next stellar activation cycle, they would use it to draw Earth in. It's not just Earth they're after. Earth connects still to its uh, corresponding planet or star actually in M31 that is called Eartha. There is still a direct energetic link between the gates. They're after M31 as well. So it's much bigger drama than people here realize. They're not just after little Earth. Earth has always been a fighting place because of its connection to the larger universe and because it was connected as part of what was called the Crystal River Host. That was when, a long, long time ago, 360 billion years ago, when um, the Milky Way fell out of M31, there was a whole collective of guardian beings from various other, you know, I, I hate the word ascended just because of the way it's misused down here, um, of the Adachi Adepts people who formed a, a coalition to assist in trying to re-evolve the Milky Way back into its natural position so it could continue as an ascension system. So, um, excuse me, I'm getting interrupted. They want me to go somewhere else. Okay, I don't know. Sometimes it'll happen. I'll let you see that. I don't have to let you see that, but I did. Um, all right, they're saying go somewhere else for now. We'll come back to that. Okay, anyway. They don't want me to talk about galactic history yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I get that sometimes, even when I'm on stage. Okay, Where I'll yes. just get a like, little hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are you saying, what is their motivation? And if you want to put this question off to later, we can do that. But what you're saying... They were after Earth. They were after Earth, and they were after it because of its connection with the larger universe. So why? Why? What is their motivation for taking us right. down, for what closing it core, off and making it a finite objective? system? Right. What is the core objective? Food. They're in a black hole system that has fallen. They're, because of the nature of the physics dynamics involved with creation, the way eternal life creation works, is when a thing falls, it loses its connection to the, the inflow and backflow of energy from the source consciousness field, which means it gets left with only the quantum it had when it fell. Now, everything is spinning. That takes energy. It uses up its energy, and if it doesn't suction energy off something else, it will implode and go back to space dust return, which is what a system was meant to do, so everybody, nobody gets stuck and everybody gets to go home, either a space dust or, you know, hole through ascension, whichever, at least to go home. These groups that have adopted the, the false creation, they've tried to recreate the creation because they didn't like the consequence their own choices brought to them in relation to the physics reactions to the actions they took. They ended up in a false system and they wouldn't face the reality that, you know, you can make peace with that, even if you're in a false system. You can say, well, you know what, that was, that was pretty dumb to get ourselves into that, but we're here and we can handle ourselves with grace. We can still love creation. We can still act in loving ways. They decided instead it would be more interesting to keep themselves alive by using a vampire technology. They're going after it for quantum food to feed their system. If they can harness this system, literally the entire quantum of energy that is in the system will be drawn into their black hole system, which will give their whole system more life. So they're postponing the inevitable. But they, will, they keep using these technologies to do that, and they prey on living systems. But there is a point in time where that backfires, and they're getting very close to that point, too. So, anyway, that, that is the core motivation. Okay. It's not that anybody's mad at anybody else or they're fighting over this toy or that toy. This is big. They're fighting over survival, and they're, you know, they, they feel that they have to, to kill the living systems in order to have that energy as food, period. 
and that becomes the most important obsession for them. And it is a twist of thinking. When, when, when a being gets that far into de-evolution, where it really has no remorse, they don't have what you call emotional bodies like we do anymore. They don't care. They, they just take. And they don't care about giving. They, they don't think about that. And they don't want to hear it. You can't rationalize with a certain level of fall consciousness. So that is what we're dealing with. And that is why it is a very large story. But uh, it's really not a very personal story. You know, it's like, don't take it personally. Do you take it personally if you're swimming and a shark rips off your leg? Mm-hmm. It's a shark. Sure. You had a leg. It swam by. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you hate the shark. It's just doing what is instinct moves it to do and that's kind of like what is happening here so that's that's how how i've been taught to look at it and i'm at peace with it i don't like it but i'm at peace with it in that regard but i will stand for the things that for me that mean most to me and i i believe in the loving creator god source field and i believe in being fair to people and i believe in telling the truth even if it's hard and i believe in facing the truth even if you'd rather pretend it wasn't there and dealing with it and taking it forward from there so anyway, those consciousness don't think like that. But that's what it means for me when I say, you know, we stand in the crist. That's what it means. It's not fighting with these beings. You know, I mean, you can do that, but they're just engaging your energy anyway. But we do have to stand and work the gates here. Somebody has got to take care of the remaining gate potentials here so the consciousness can evacuate out within the next 200 years that is going on the upward swing. So that could help. Okay, yeah. Uh, Very tangents. Uh, so this is just showing the time. Like there are literal translations into Earth time, as and and this would apply. Like you could go sit on Venus or something, and then you could translate them into, into Venus time, which would be different because time has to do with how fast things spin and all of that. And like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Physics of of uh, you know how long your day is and your side real time and all that crazy mm-hmm. stuff that I don't like. With all the structures and processes that we've learned that have to do with that structure of the spirit body and its uh, hara centers, which are the probability structures that at certain periods pull in, right? And that's an ascension cycle when they actually pull in and then a new creation comes back out. There are ways to track those cycles. There are ways to track from the point of conception onward how your, your body grows in cycles. And there are also ways to track an evacuation cycle. And uh, they all can use this diagram. This diagram has to do with octants and specific ways the energy is divided up um, and, and uh, within those structures that we've looked at. And it, this is just showing, it's called the, the loadout schedule from 2008 to 333 AD cycle. Now, it doesn't mean we get this, the, the, the gates are going to be open here until 333 AD. They're going to close over here in 2230. That is when the gate systems here close. But this is actually showing that, okay, once you get through here, there's certain stages. We made it through what was called a, a Kali, the Kalihara uh, celebration, we call it a celebration, at the time after certain things happened in 2007, as we moved into 2008, if we did not hit on this planet a certain level of core vibration, we would have gone into fall right there. We would not have been able to hold a host. All the gates would have shut except the fall gates, and we would have all been stuck, and it would have, well, we'd all been extinct in 2012. That was the other side's plan. Um, but we did make the, the vibration for the Kalihara, which allowed us to pick up into the host, which is called the Crystal River Host. This has to do with a stream of energy currents that are coming in from a matrix that I'll show you later on the maps that are the, you know, the, the high level of the Guardian Alliance. They're like the, the ones that wrote the books originally. They're like the, the small layers from our matrix. These are, are massive Mashayanic beings. And that means they're the eternal life beings, the ones who have gone through the Adashi return cycles. And, you know, so they're... Anyway, we were able to pick up the host, the planet was, where it could anchor those frequencies as long as there was somebody here to anchor it. And that is what our groups have been doing. We are, you know, I mean, our bodies are energy. Everybody's bodies are energy. And we're all anchoring something. And right now, the planet, most of it, is anchoring the Metatronic currents. And it, there's a few people that just because they happen to have the DNA codes that they are connected with the crystal and don't know it, are just, you know, going about their little lives, but anchoring, you know, the, 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 the good currents anyway. But there are... I'm, I'm not aware of any other groups that are working at all with the with the Christian energies as far as the grid works they're doing. So we go around and we do grid work and you know, very specific grid work. You see these type of diagrams? Well when we go to do like grid work someplace, we know what a vortice is, right? We know where to go. We know this information. We don't just go, you know, 
play like a planetary guardian like a lot of people do unfortunately mm -hmm. people that are inadvertently anchoring the negative currents and opening gate sites on the you know the wormhole codes because they don't know because nobody taught them you know the difference between them so anyway we made this into this into this cycle and this is good because if we didn't it would have been all over but in 2012 but this we passed the Kalihara cycle we're in this cycle period right here right now which um, we haven't come to the center point yet that'll be 2027 when we hit this point in the cycle there are certain energy changes that take place here certain accretion cycles that means energy coming in cycles right these are accretion cycles where energy pulls in to a certain point there are certain things that happen in each of these stages so we are right here in this stage is the first stage of the what's called the Kali Krista cycle this is what they call this one the Barda phase and then over here there's the uh, the, the Masha phase, I believe, and that's where you get the Mashayahana word from. And they all, the, the word Messiah was twisted from that word, the Mashayahana word, in the ancient Atlantean teachings. That's an Anahazi word having to do with you know, okay. this cycle. And it's related, is it related somewhat to Mahayana? Mahabharata? Yes. Yes. Very much. In fact, some of the, a lot of the Mahabharata texts were some of the remnants that had come out from the Mahabharata texts that you know, were the translations that CDD placed much earlier. Yeah. So anyway, we have to this point, when we get over here, that is 2047. I don't have it marked on this one, but this would be the point in this cycle that would be 2047. And this is where something called an infold happens, where when we go back to remembering the vector line with the Hara bodies on it, right? And at certain points they pull into the center and then come back out again. That is going to occur with the energy systems in, in the, literally in the parts of this galaxy that can hold the host, including Earth, including our own fields. So right now we're making it through this part of the cycle. There are certain changes that will happen here. This is a point, that middle point, during which something called the Bardo Chambers open. Now, the Bardo Chambers, um, it, it can be a pleasant thing or it can be a time when people evac the quickest way possible and we are still looking at the, the potentiality of there could be major earth changes that occur during this period um, and, that's and at this years. point it's like if we get that far because what's happening between now and 2012 is, is pretty rough and what some of the other ones like those who make wings um, have planned for 2019 isn't too pretty either so we're trying to help keep the grid stable and the consciousness stable just by working energy you know as opposed to trying to go out and preach on anything you know we're just we're teach we teach what we teach but there are some this is a really bumpy period we're going through here because of what the service to self ones are doing and they are seriously just trying to use this they're trying to take our planet forget about us they don't care they were planning to exterminate us in 2012 and just use it as torque to drag a whole larger system in to their feed their black hole so when you have an objective like that you really don't care they don't care how many people are lost but the guardians do and that's why we're still here so we're moving through this period now we're probably somewhere right about here because this will be 2027 there's some rough spots coming in 2019 and 2022 and also we're in the middle well not quite the middle but um in march of uh it was march 25th 2007 there were certain things that a particular group of the raider races called the borgia that are connected with the thetans um they kind of work together they're on the negative side they were they're part of the groups that are fighting over who's going to control this beast machine this death star Merkaba here um they did something with the solar gates at the core of the sun and they forced closed what is called the prana seed now the prana seed has to do with sophisticated anatomy we all have one and so do planets and galaxies when a prana seed closes it starts it forces the bardo and which means it forces this beginning of the death cycle and our sun is dying as at that point that doesn't mean it's immediately going to die there are 15 layers of the dark matter template called the rasha body that need to separate from the physical matter body that will be done in 2022 now there is a gamma burst that is released and right now it's being buffered every time one of those they call them ring waves solar ring waves releases and they will get stronger as it goes into the higher levels of the rings the higher numbers of those 15 and 15 comes in 2022 so um so far so good we haven't had any major gamma bursts that you know solar flares that wiped everything out but these are other potentials that we are looking at as well 
as well as earthquakes and you know, the usual stuff that end times dramas bring. <laughs> Gosh. But it's not as bad as a lot of the, the things that some of the other people are teaching. I've heard certain people say that, oh, well, we'll even be here by 2013. Yeah, that's one of the Death Star people. <laughs> Okay. So I'd love to have a public debate about that one, Mr. So-and-so. Yeah, it would be great to do that. <laughs> we invited that I person. I think oh, you know really? who I'm referring to. Yes. Yeah. Years ago. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is showing the cycle. There are certain different things that happen in this amazing structure of the planetary, uh, solar, galactic, and uh, universal spirit body and light body structures. It's a very specific process that is involved with Christ our evolution, which is going into that where you fulfill the... Um, where you fulfill meaning uh, accrete or bring in all of the frequencies in the template that you needed to make that Adashi turnaround where you can um, immortalize your atoms and go into the eternal life, you know, going back cycles. And planets and solar systems and galaxies can do that too. So there's a portion of this system, this galaxy system, that can still do that with the, the extra frequency that is being added by that host system that is called the Aquarian Matrix. And it's actually the Aquarian matrix is um, they, they have the prototypes of the what the humans here were actually like designed on. The genetic prototypes were from there, even though we weren't directly from the Aquarian system. We were from M31 and uh, and from this particular um, universe once you know the Milky Way once it fell. But they're they're very close. Really, closely related genetically you know, to to us in that regard. So they're not like. When I talk about the the other ones, you you know have to expect like you know very strange looking beings like you know octopi. Some some very nice ascended ones do look like that, but these look very human like, but much much larger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this is the cycle we're in at the moment. Now. This, this one's good. This will show a little bit. This is how these, we can start understanding these as maps. Yeah, that's a pretty colored one. I'm so glad people <laughs> cared to take my black and white messes, right, like these, and, you know, do them properly on the computer. This, again, is just showing the bones or the interwoven cathara grids, right, of the Eucatharista body, which is like one cosmic body, right? Down here, Aquinas, Caution Matrix. We're down in here. Aquinas is actually the name of M31. That's the official name as far as the ancient records go and all of that. Okay. And uh, we're part, uh, we, we were the Aquinas uh, you know, universe. They call it a universal system. And we call it the, the um, M31 Andromeda Galaxy, but it's actually the Aquinas universe. Now, we're located down here. Up here, is the Aquarian Akasha matrix right up here. So we're down here and they're up in this section. So it's literally showing the relationships like, you know, okay, one lives over here and one lives in, you know, Pennsylvania, one's in California, <laughs> that kind of thing. And there's another one, there's a black hole system, a fall system right here that's called the Wieselé system. And what's, what's interesting about this whole creation is falls can happen where, where part of the spherical structures of that system literally no longer are energetically connected to the grid. They still hang in the grid, but they're cut off from it. They can only happen on the Veka and the Eka levels. A whole Akasha can't fall. Once you get to the Akasha layer, none of those other layers can fall. And it's, it's just a different type of existence where you don't worry about the polarity dramas that end up in falls and things. So, but this shows us where you know, we're here. Um, the ones that are helping us here, this is a, they, they call it a, um, it's, a, it's an eternal matrix that the purpose they, they choose to stay in incarnation or stay in existence is to kind of play the helpers for any of the other systems that do need, you know, wants to go in. Where they, they've actually, they, they live by a let my will be thy will as far as source goes and they want nothing other than to fulfill what you know, source's intention is, which is a loving intention and you know, an, an assisting intention. So they find their joy in being of service to assisting the evolutions in, you know, in the, the lower matrices. And they hold this, these frequencies pure. They, their, their systems stay pure enough where they can actually send currents in and help systems or hold them up so they don't fall. And that's what they're doing with our system right now. This little red one right here, that's our parallel, our immediate parallel system on this level. And this one is a black hole system. 
All right, the parallels are fall. We have a parallel Earth, and that fell, finally finished falling in 2003. We have a parallel Milky Way that is a, a mess, and uh, it's called the Alpha System. That was the first black hole. They look at us as the Omega System. They're the beginning, we're the end. They're planning to pull the two systems together using the uh, Death Star Merkaba mechanics. So this is the locations, anyway, of where who, who was on first. We're here, over here in the Aquinas. That system, the parallel, is running in here our buddies that are helping us with the crystal river host sending us energy to literally stop it's kind of like sending big energy arms down to hold us up because these guys are pulling so much energy out of us we would have fallen already this this whole gal galaxy would have and then uh, up here there is another system this system the lisa system is connected with this one they've linked through wormholes to the center of their cores or echo cores and create a structure a, a system of um, wormhole structures one of them is the yote vote wormhole structure and anything any channelings and stuff coming from that stuff it's coming right out of Wiesoli and that kind of stuff and it is a fall system so there's the trickery that is going on here is heartbreaking you know it, it's okay can you talk is. at all about the dimensional aspects of, of this because certain of these systems are in certain dimensions No? Um, so these systems are in certain dimensions. Because in other words, uh, it seems, well, okay, in, at least in the what's out there, we're talking about four-dimensional beings being, you know, the negative service to self coming in through. Talking about 15-dimensional beings being negative, some of them too. Oh, really? So going up much higher levels than yeah. is currently thought. Oh, yeah. Okay, because that's interesting. Oh, yeah. You're saying Metatron. there's a backup. Metatron, for example. Metatron is an entity. Is Rishi entity, 15-dimensional Rishik identity, and that collective fell. But it was still on the Vekka level. All right, when you get up past the Vekka levels, because we have our density levels that are inside of a Vekka level. Vekkas go in sets of four, and at the center is an Eka. All that stuff is inside of something called an Akasha level. The Akasha level can't fall. But any of the consciousness or the structures below that can. Okay, and what levels of density then are we going down from there? Each set of, each Vekka, each cathartic, let's say, those little structures that you saw, each of those has like four density and implies a fifth density when you cross through the center. Whether you find that Akasha on the lowest densities in the Vekas or up in the highest in the structures of the Yukatharista body where it can't fall, they, it's all consistently, there are five densities and 15 dimensions to each set. They okay. have different types of matter and, um, and, and different density levels of matter. Some are heavier than others and that kind of thing. So but that, that part is consistent from the smallest all the way up to the largest. It is just the, the, the fineness or the refinement of matter type changes as you go up into the ones that can't fall there is a refinement to the energy and the consciousness there that you don't find in the one you know in the lower systems even the best of the lower systems so that i think that's how i would answer your question okay and if you get the uh the light beings that manifest here that are really um manifesting in other words they really are light beings what level are they coming from it depends could be any anyone from what level up there, there is a an old saying that light can deceive, but sound tells the truth. Sound is the vibration, right? Okay. The encryption. Mm -hmm. It's a feel thing. You can have really beautiful light beings that are coming in the form of that are actually FAs or fallen angelics that are coming to mess with you. You can have really, really ugly ascended ones that are really good. <laughs> They come from many different levels. We are learning to turn ourselves into light. We are the, the things that they are teaching us now. We're learning first by location, next is uh, uh, translocation, and then eventually you get to do transmigration. But that requires having uh, certain things where you actually aren't trapped by the planetary time cycles anymore. So, light beings, where do they come from? Well, they could come from here. You know, they could come from Venus next door. They could come from the highest levels or the lowest levels. There are light beings that come and visit out of the black hole system, and there are ones that come and visit from the higher levels. So just because it's a light being doesn't mean it's good light. Okay. They've made a distinction. They taught us some very interesting mechanics about the difference of light or radiation signatures, mm -hmm. right? There's something called uh, Shalaya, living light, and it's a very specific configuration. It is created out of three 
units that form a light unit, and matter forms actually build out of these, right? And there is another type of light that forms through using the, and actually the natural light, the, the organic light that comes from first creation, natural creation, organic creation, is the, the, the three balls, I don't have one here, but it's like, they call it the Tribeca, where it's like three, one ball on top and two small ones, and that is what the structure of the light unit is. It has the ability for those the, the two little bottom balls to phase in and out like this and spark when they do. So it can generate its own quantum. So it's eternal, right? There's another type of light that is not organically occurring. It occurs by bending the natural laws of physics and using the various forms of the Death Star Merkaba uh, mechanics. And that is called the uh, Shona light field. And it is a dead light field. And it is made of, uh, they call it the Vesica Pisces configuration, where it is just two light things together <laughs> like that, right? Two. And they spin and they spark, but they have to attach to something in order to feed, or they're finite and their spin actually burns them out until they collapse and fall apart, which means the matter forms that they're built on collapse and fall apart. So they are, all, they are finite light. And so, so that is you know, the light beings. Is it a light being made out of a Shona field, or is it a light being made out of an, an organic Shalaya field? Same thing with orbs. Right? Yes, you can have positive absolutely. and negative orbs. I've met some very nasty orbs in my day when I was younger. I used to run from them. I was terrified of them because <laughs> they would turn into Zetas. <laughs> yeah, the red ones you had to look out for with the Zetas. Yeah, I'm not saying all red orbs are Zetas, but yeah. So it's, there's things that can be used just because it's a phenomena doesn't mean it's always good or always negative. Right? Sure. It, it, that's where learning okay, the sense encryption And that's very helps. valuable for people yeah. to hear. Okay, back to where are we? Oh, let me go through this quicker over here for ancient times. This is showing a close-up of that. This, this is a, these are my hand-drawn ones, right? Which, in certain ways, I can read them better, probably because I drew them. But, <laughs> but they're much prettier when they're done on the computer. This is showing that same thing. It just happens to be tilted the way I drew it first, right? That's that same That's thing that was that was up the top before. And this is showing right here where our Becca system is, right, right here. But this here is pulling it out so you can look at it a little more closely. Instead of just having the natural cathargrid structure, right, which is the, the bones that our sphere there would be built on, there's this tilt, right? The bones are here, the natural cathargrid, that's the Aquinas matrix, which is um, M31 Andromeda. And this is the Milky Way. Now, we're still energetically connected through Earth, right to, if you notice, there's numbers on on these little centers. They're called Cathara centers. Through number three on the Andromeda, or the M31 grid, and number three Earth on this grid, they are connected. That is the link that has been holding the Milky Way, connected to uh, Andromeda. And if the host mission was to try to help the Milky Way evolve back into its natural position, because if something gets stuck like that, eventually it'll fall and be off the grids where it will become finite until it burns out its quantum. So there's always rescue missions that try to bring something back. Earth has been a place of, and so was Tara before Earth became Earth down here. There was a star here called Achille. And that's actually the host star that the fragments of Terra were put in to begin this solar system down here in density one. That's described a bit in Voyagers. But this is showing the offset where this is the, say this is the north axis of, um, of M31. This is Milky Ways. They're off tilt with each mm -hmm. other. And that actually creates distance in space time. A couple million light years, 200 million, I forget. I, I used to know anyway. But so that's just showing in these maps. Now, you can see that just a little bit closer when you bring it in, just that little part. That shows those misalignments where this was the natural structure, and that's the structure of the M31 Andromeda Galaxy's core template, right? And these are 12, the 12 main stargates in that universe, by the way. This is our Milky Way system, and right here on the number three gate, that is where they're still connected. Right, these others, and there's a whole set of these that show the black hole system. It's called the Prociac black hole. It is a mess. I mean, it's just you can see the dynamics of how it works and the energy twists and stuff. But I'm not going into that on this one, you know, in this particular presentation. 
because uh, it takes forever. But they're just showing the offset. So, and what this translates into is that distance that we're seeing between M31 galaxy and, and the Milky Way galaxy. But they are one, and that is our home system. And if we are going to ascend out of the vector matrices, we have to ascend through there. Anything in this matrix has to go out through where it came in from because of the encryption that you carried. You will carry the encryption of the gates you came out of, so you need to use them to go back you know, in the Adashi returns. So anyway, that's one some of that. Yes, this, is, this just gives an idea of how this, when you put the probability, uh, the, the Hara bodies, right, that, are, that form the probability sets. And if you see, look in here, we had a whole bunch of these, and bless Willa, she, she, her and Bob typeset them all, all the little numbers, so you know which lines, because this becomes important. We actually use drum codes to bring in very specific frequencies by using the numerical coordinates that go with the specific systems we're trying to bring the energy in from to bounce out the ones from the black hole systems that are coming in. I mean, it's quite sophisticated, the technologies they're showing us to use. Okay, We're all learning how to beat on drums, right? You can't beat on it, stomp on the ground, right? You're an energy system, stomp, get the vibration in. But this is showing us the same thing um, that we were looking at before, where it shows the, uh, you got the rest of the map, right? And we're over here, but now it's showing the probability systems that we're in. So where our little cathara grid is, there's actually every one of these, has a system that looks just like this, but a smaller one, right? And then every one of these inside of that has that. So you have all of these probability systems on each level. And you have what, um, at, at a certain point, you'll see the ones that are the metagalactic level. And the metagalactic level is where we're having issues with the parallel metagalaxy that goes down into the galaxy and the black holes link in the center. And that's where on our parallel, what's called our parallel Vecca, um, we are in Vecca 5, and they are in Vecca 2. That would be our parallel. They're at 90 degrees. They're actually pulling, you know, pulling our system in. So this is just another way of looking at it, but showing not just the bones, but also showing the many, many layers, the wheels within wheels, the spheres within spheres, and these are all probability fields that interact with each other and pass through each other. So there are gate systems between all of these organic ones, and now there's wormholes that don't belong there, too. So it's, it's, it's a really big story. <laughs> No doubt about it. Right. Sometimes I just go. This is just a simple one. After you saw just a little bit, and like these are very detailed. Like we, we, we tend to. I think everybody carries. Everybody carries a little magnifying glasses around with them at this point for any of the chart facts that come out at workshops. Because all of these are actually numbers that mean something and words that mean something, right? But you usually need like you know, micro lens to read it. But this is showing a close up of of the section of that map that we just saw that corresponds to um, to our galaxy. And it's showing how these connect, can be translated. These locations can be translated into, like, where is the Milky Way core, okay? If we go and find Milky Way, on, this is something like in the science books, right? The local group of galaxies. We got the Milky Way here, we got M31 up here, right? These are those two that used to be together. This is what science already knows by, you know, studying space and the way they study it. This, the, the core of Milky Way, they already know, has a black hole in the center of it. The core of Milky Way's black hole would be right here. M31 is right here, and we're in this twisted down offset here in these spheres. So you can literally find us in the maps. And this is how they, the ones, the Adashi masters, they, they, you know, they, they're, they're, they will not use thing, words like time loads and that kind of stuff. They hate, hate the power thing because it's a twist on power. You know, the, the Lord concept where, oh, Lord and Master, you know, so above, they, they really just don't come from there. They are adepts. They are adept at what they do. Yes, they have achieved Christ our ascension. But anyway, they, they use these. These are their coordinate maps. And you know how they use them. Once you get to the point where you ascend, you simply visualize it. It runs the encryption through your field, bangs in, you're gone, you're there. Speed of thought. And that's what... So yeah, there's a purpose it. behind showing this, in yes. other words, such that the individuals that see it can then begin to internalize the maps themselves yes. and then start because there will help. Be it will act. It will bring back their own ancient awareness of their these memories. things. Yes, that's yeah. why the, the guardians wanted to be able to show. Okay. That's why we use tons of graphs every time we have a workshop. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it it helps. I mean, it if you it, you can read them forever, and kind of go. Huh. 
Okay, it's not like it's that. Don't worry about it. Just watch the sequence. And often it is the sequence because they'll show this graph and they'll show this and they create a wave, you know, an activation wave. That if you have the codes that correspond to this, and if you don't, it won't affect you at all. You say, like, oh, whatever, right? But you will start to, it will help you wake up. To, you know, to the ancient knowledge. If okay, you carry and there, it. is there a correspondence in some of the crop circles? Yes, mm -hmm. to both sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, some of them are very not friendly, and some of them are. I remember we were really thrilled when we actually, the guardians actually said, that's ours, that was only one. <laughs> there was one, it was a number of years ago, but we actually have a picture of it on one of the covers of our Templar manual thing. <laughs> yeah, where is that, Melchil on that one? Yeah, in, there, in England. This. Oh, this is just showing you when we talk about the overlap between our, us and our parallel. Okay, we're back in these maps again. These are called the probability maps. When we look at them with just the balls, without And bones. when you're calling them probabilities, are you saying that, that, in other words, that means that certain things could change within these maps? Um, certain areas each... could activate, certain other places could close down? Yes and no. Yes, but within a parameter. Okay. within a set parameter. After a certain set of things occur, a probability locks in. Okay. And then whatever is in that probability must follow through to whatever the natural next point is. Okay. And that's what we've been stuck in. We've actually been stuck in this probability system on Earth for ages now, for many... And what you're saying is the probability system here locked in, and that's why they're doing a 200-year evac, as, what, as you call it. Um, the probability locked in when the, so when the solar core closed the sun is dying, all right, and that is going to start at some point create, well, red pulse, which is a vapor wave that takes out any life on the planet. And at, when, that, when that event happened, that is something that you can't go backward from, all right? So you are locked into that probability, and then you, there, you know, there, there are various versions of what you might see, but certain things are, are going to happen, period. And you can't change them no matter how much you push out and visualize it, right? Or no matter how many people you get together to do a world peace meditation, right? Because right. we try to do those too, right? To yes. help the grid. Yeah, so we did lock into that probability. And, you know, in when the, the solar gate things happened. The okay, fact is, I'd in our also system, like to talk about why or how that happened, that the sun did end up in that place, locked okay. in. Um, but we don't need, need to digress right here. But just It'll probably get me in trouble if I answer that one fully. <laughs> what don't I always anyway? <laughs> there's a, a, a group of, there are a bunch of different, it's not just that as we're talking about this, that is the little guys on the block, don't worry about them at this point. Um, there's a group called the Thetans, and they also run a very popular movement on the planet, and there's a, and uh, another group called the Borgia. They are from um, the parallel Akasha, part of the black hole system. They've been trying to get control of the grids here. Everybody's fighting over the, the uh, Death Star Merkaba because it, it's, it's here and it can be activated. So you're and saying... there's a bunch of systems that are fighting over this, right? Well, they actually tried to activate what's called the Mica, uh, the, the Mica Mecca Complex. The Mica Mecca Complex is a set... Mica is on parallel Earth, and the Mecca Complex is here, and it is a set of wormholes that connect in through the Thetan grids. There's, like, certain implants here that the Thetans put in. So they actually tried to blast through to activate that and take it away from the other groups, who, uh, FA groups, who were actually activating it. And it, it overloaded the sun... The solar core and that creates a, a spasm and when the when a, a prana seed spasms it locks and when it locks it cuts the connection to the natural breathing that would happen between it and its dark matter template and that is when bardo starts and the sun entered its bardo cycle when that occurred and it was grid wars if you want to talk about the one thing grid wars again this is stuff that is happening not because nature had it happen or god had it happen no this is because people are acting like crazies in this universe. You know, they are. They're just like so far gone in the don't get it anymore that, you know, we all came from the same place and we're supposed to work together peacefully and, you know, this crew just doesn't get it. The ones dealing with the, these, these particular... Okay, but are you mechanics. talking about, um, when you say Thetans and other groups, are you talking about off-planet beings that have come here, that are here? Maybe, are they physically incarnating? Yeah. Are they taking over bodies? That sort of thing? Yes, okay. those two. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, what about the ships that we've been seeing near the sun? What are they trying to do? Depends on which ones they are. I think okay. they have various ones up there. 
Okay. But is yeah, there, ours aren't up there. <laughs> I mean, just as they're not theirs. Okay. <laughs> but if they're there, in other words, if the sun is a done, you know, basically locked into this, then what would be the purpose of, of having ships there at this time? Okay, it's got 2012, 2012, 2012. <laughs> There's an alignment that's occurring in 2012 that has to do with the solar core. And whether or not its premise is working, the alignment occurs because it doesn't involve the Russia body of the dark matter template. Um, they just said it has to do with 2012. I wonder if this has to do with what this workshop's about. See, every workshop they reveal another level of something, and this time they're revealing stuff about what they're calling the ancient arrow sites. Um, the 12 plus 24 ancient arrow sites that the Guardians are activating this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll know about it that Monday. brings us into the wing material, and we want to address that as well at some point. That's a better point after Monday, because <laughs> that's what they're going to talk about in this okay, workshop. Okay, well, there's and a I didn't know, they haven't, met, they haven't mentioned it in since Voyages was written. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I looked at some of the pictures, felt the encryption, going, oh, boy, it's that stuff. Okay, pretty much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, some of it's all right, but some of it has that twist to it. But all of a sudden, I mean, what, are they, what is the name of it? I don't have the thing here. It was a really funny title. No. No. <laughs> they, called, they, they called the workshop the, uh, the what is it, the, the makers of wings and other things? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's not just about that. And it's not the people that are involved with the Wingmakers site. You know, these people are well-meaning people. And, you know, it's fascinating. They're trying to figure out what it is. Sure. But it's the particular group of the ETs that they're dealing with. These are uh, these are a group of Nephilim. All right. They, they're called the Cortium. And they are part what is called uh, the Necromaton and Rami hybrid with Jehovian Anunnaki. All right. The Necromaton and Romney are known as the Beetle People. Mm. All right. They had a lot to do with ancient Egypt and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and scarab worship and things because their home form looks like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you may stop. Okay. Yeah, just got any Okay. <laughs> Talk about wigmakers later. Okay. Okay. But I don't want to offend any of the wigmakers people. I'm sure they mean well. And But what we didn't know is. Yeah, so they're saying, okay, we're into windmakers, so I have to go look up a little bit on it, and what is this stuff anyway? And it's, you know, all the sites that have the same story, and I have about a four-second attention span when it comes to stuff I'm really not interested in anyway. Most of the limits tell me I have to read it. And there's nothing there that said anything except, oh, there might be a few other sites, there might be seven. The, the uh, Guardian said, uh, they're the seven broken arrows. We'll call them the ancient arrow sites, all of them. They're our sites. They were our sites. There are seven of them that have been compromised, but there are 12 primary plus 24. So we're going to learn about what they are in this workshop. It's news to me, but I have a feeling they're connected to the Spanner Gates, the Navajo Gates. I just have a feeling. They're the one set of gates they haven't revealed the site, the locations for, except for one. So you're they're talking about Spanner 24, seven. and that corresponds to the 24 DNA and... Uh, the 24 strands of DNA. Yeah. Um, they use 12s and 24s a lot in things like Stargate configurations and that kind of thing. Usually there's primarily 12, and then there's various other increments of 12. And we have to find out what the 24 other sites are. So okay. it's like, here we go again. I'm one of the people that really enjoys going to workshops because I like what I learn. Because I don't know the information before I go. I don't know if you know this about the presentation. No, I didn't. I'm lucky if I get an itinerary. I oh. walk in the workshops and go, well, yeah, the orientation night. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's one of those mystery workshops. Don't know what it's about yet. I don't even have an itinerary. So right? you get downloads during the workshop? All during. Okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, and then I go down and present it all. It comes through on a wave and some and of it sticks. And they record it. Some of it sticks. <laughs> okay. And diagrams. Diagrams, diagrams, many, many diagrams. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, but it comes through uh, live. It's okay, always we're, live. we're down to three minutes, Again? it or not. I don't know what happened at this hour. I could probably but, talk forever. Yeah. Um, okay. What's, what we found neat about these is the fact that, first of all, it was in direct response to the techniques that the Guardians said to do and they, they didn't let us know the first time right they just do these projection techniques and, and things and it was a big surprise right and then they told us the calling how to, how to actually call them and they showed up again and they are the intricate ones and that kind of stuff but it wasn't just like one person on the camera 
this was like a whole bunch of different people, some of them the first time at a workshop, you know, saying, do I want to go to workshops or not, you know, getting orb pictures. And it was just like one of those little gifts, you know, from the universe kind of thing. You go, hmm, cool, we got orbs. We never looked for orbs. <laughs> they found us. But now it's becoming important because we're learning a lot more about the, about the orbs and what it means in relation to um, what needs to be done for 2012. Okay. You know, the teaching is how to become orb whisperers, as they say. And, and it's hilarious because, like, when we're doing the, the dancing and drumming circles, you'll see how people be like, you know, dancing and stuff, and they'll be orbs like dancing up on their fingers. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this diagram was uh, it, it's a close up of a certain section of the maps that we showed you before that plug into the you know pictures that science draws of the galaxy and that kind of thing. It's showing our Milky Way system and the. Um, in the um, M31 that we're a part of in our probability set in our VECA. And over here is the parallel VECA. And over in this parallel VECA, there is a bunch of a cluster of fall systems. That is the black hole system called the alpha black hole system. They've created, as you can see, these um, probability fields, these balls within balls, overlap each other, right? And in part of their natural configuration, that there is an overlap between them. Well, what the, the Alpha system is doing in the parallel universe is using the um, Metatronic Atlantean Death Star Merkaba technology to reverse, if you reverse certain currents using that technology, you can harness a certain part of the field next to you and drag it in to your system. And that is what they're trying to do. This place in, in between here, normally they would just be normal pass-throughs, but this one is all convoluted with all sorts of implant structures that are wormhole structures. They refer to this as the dragon's eye. The word dragon comes in, actually not because of big winged creatures, but there was a race that got involved with all of this very, very far back in time called the Dragoon. And the Dragoon races took sides over which sides of the fallen ones they were going to side with. And the Dragoon races ended up with some of theirs fallen, trying to help the others. And then you ended up with ones that wanted them all exterminated, ones that wanted just the one side exterminated, ones that just wanted the other. So the, the Dragon races are actually the... the, the, the Dragoon race line. It is a reptilian base race line. Reptilian crossed with um, what are called equerry. And equerry are um, a, a group of the ones that originally were called aquary before they fell. The aquary are from the Aquarian matrix that are the hosters, the ones that are helping here. Some of them incarnated into the falling matrices to try to assist. And a group of them had, this is ancient, way like, you know, a billion years ago. Um, they got um, ensnared in one of the fallen angelic dramas and they ended up falling, meaning they ended up in a fall system and they lost their ascension codes. And the distinction with them is they became the E query, where they use the E instead of the A on the hunt. And Do they, they have a memory? Will they have a memory of when they weren't fallen? Um, it depends on the fall, honestly. It depends on... because. Um, the, the blank slate technology, when this thing does its whole thing, it just completely wipes you clean, where you don't remember anything. You wake up and it's like, yeah, just born here. What am I? Who am I? Where am I? That kind of thing. Um, there are, be, because that happens when the transition of that fall occurs, because there is a final point of transition when the Death Star Merkaba activates and literally rips you apart and drags you into another field and then kind of assembles you in a facsimile on the other side. Um, there are almost like time capsules that they leave for themselves so they can refine the memory and when, when you refine it and discover it somewhere else it puts that memory back in so they give a, they will get a facsimile of the memory that you know that they would have had otherwise but the fall codes once the metatronic activations in a, in a body have taken place to where those Merkaba fields have activated to a 55 spin um, or higher 55 or higher there, there's no turning back for the gene code at that point. The consciousness is trapped in that body, and the only way out is a hosted bardo, which means when the body does its natural death thing, it would need help, the consciousness, just getting out of that body, and it would have to go through a rehabilitation process of that Kali-Rema path of step back and have to come back out and reincarnate into the matrix again to, you know, to try to get back into the ascension thing. Okay, um, and I'm also going to ask you at some point about uh, what are um, beings that are like artificial intelligence, but they are not, uh, they don't incarnate. They're, um, in essence, 
clones without souls, without... You understand where I'm going with that? I think so. Um, so where, because we understand that the that the dark side is using a lot of those, um, and actually, you know, sorry to bring this up, but the Wingmaker material talks specifically about a race of, in essence, they call them robots, which are you could be calling them androids or whatever mm -hmm. that are actually we're according to that material we're on the way here. Mm -hmm. So. At some point, I'd like to address where those They're names... already here, first yeah. of all. <laughs> okay. Um, Go ahead. If you had to pick between the two, the Cordium and those guys, yes. you'd probably want to pick those guys, not the Cordium. Okay. Um, both of them, like, one's as bad as the other as far as their intentions and what they're up to. But yes, there are, there are a lot of different races who have gone in that direction in an attempt to preserve their finite lifespan where they started with transferring consciousness from an old and dying body into a new cloned body, cloned off their own, like, you know, just make another copy. But the copies get weirder and changed every time, just like a photocopier copy, you copy after copy after copy, and eventually it's like, what is that? Right. Well, there are races like that. Some of them are already here. Um, as far as invading, uh, I think they're watching too much Caprica. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Because in the beginning, that's how it started, you know, before the Galactica series. That's actually something that is, uh, they're, they're showing some of this drama in mm -hmm. those series on, sure. on TV. But as far as, we, we've not been, you know, our, our team has not been warned about anything like that. As far as worrying about that being a problem. Okay. It's like, if it is, it's small compared to the rest of the things that are on the plate right now. Okay. Because it's not going to matter much if anybody invades if it rolls in 2012, right, the planet, right? It's not going to matter much then, because that would wipe out life here. It's not going to roll, though. Right. It would have if the inter intervention wasn't given, like, full tilt roll. I understand. Okay, so, and we can also talk about that. We can talk about, in other words, what was planned in terms of, are you talking about a pole reversal? Are you talking about a pole shift in which it, the planet itself would roll? Um, and spin. I'm sorry? Crust spin. Crust spin, yeah. And that was planned for 2012, apparently. And you're saying it's been stopped? Postponed. Postponed, yeah, until 2027, is it? 22? No, that's uh, 2230. 2230, yeah. okay. And um, then what's going to happen instead? We'll talk about that when we get through these okay. pictures, because so, these pictures will help understand what we're walking into in the first place, or what we're walking around on in the first place. And once we, you know, once we can understand that, then we can talk about, okay, what do you do about that? Especially when they're going to try to activate it and, you know, make all of this stuff happen in 2012. There are certain things, I mean, we have really strange titles to some of our workshops. We've got Mirror in the Sky, we've got Orb Fest area. I mean, this, but they all mean something. There are very specialized grid dynamics that we are being taught so we can anchor the frequencies here of the things that are actually creating buffer fields for some of this. And uh, it's actually the fields that we're helping the guardians to anchor. And they'd be able to anchor it alone if they were here. But you need an anchoring rod. And that's what our shield, we call it a shield, the group shield, anchors here. The frequencies they send in, and they're actually giving a counter pull, so their 55 activation on the Merkaba can't go all the way in 2012. Because if it did, it would spin something called the planetary rods, and we'll see what they are in a little bit. Um, we have a rod and a staff. Actually, we have two rods and a staff on the planet. And they are key uh, energetic configurations. They have to do with vortices and things like that. And they have made the, uh, by moving the rods before, they have, well, they, they moved it from like Pangaea to whatever the next stage was to the next stage. It breaks the crust and it shifts it depending on what ways you pull the rods. And that, but it, you have extinctions and things happen on the surface when they do that. They're planning to move the rods again in 2012 and we're the not the little people on the ground we're just helping the guardians to anchor it but the guardians are going to stop that temporarily they can't prevent it but they can hold it off long enough for for to when the gates close when the gates close they have to pull their energy out when they pull their energy out that Merkaba is going to activate and the metatronic Merkaba will the death star will activate on this planet or what's left of the planet then so that's what evacuation Okay, and that is sparking more questions, but I'm going to let you go on. <laughs> okay. All right.
English. Okay, anyway, so that was the dragons. I just wanted to show you about that. That's in between our uh, our, our universe, where, where, which is really our, they call it the Meta Galaxy. It's our Meta Galaxy, Milky Way, and uh, M31, and the parallel. And it's the parallel is the alpha system that has the black hole systems there that have wormholed their way through into our system that are trying to pull our system down as quantum food. Okay. Okay, yeah, great. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Going quick, great. Yeah. It gets into the interesting stuff now, a little closer to home, because we kind of started high in structure, right? And now we're yes. working down. All right, now, so we went from the galactic level, my galactic level, let's go down to the solar system level. This diagram shows the natural structure of an organic living solar system. Notice, everybody has this little funny shape called it looks like a, a star David or six point of star that is a Merkaba star all right it implies a Merkaba field which would be a three-dimensional you know uh, star tetrahedral field around them all right and there would be they commence as of 12 planets they have specific relationships ratios and sizes in relation to each other and in relation to their center Sun every one of them have gates in the center every one of them has a central staff of energy that it rotates around and it has two rods one coming out well the rod comes out this way and then the chamber comes out front to back right the Sun would have the same thing they all have their north pointing up and their south pointing down right they each spin on their axis at a reciprocal rate to each other and their rods and chambers pass through each other and spark because the rods can be very very long energetically so even though the, the uh, stars and the planets may be you know long distances apart the energy fields that their rods and you know, are sending would interface and when they interface they spark and they generate quantum and there are certain periods in the natural breathing cycle or expansion and contraction of energy cycle where there's these wonderful arches that take place between the Sun and the tops of its planets and then the planets and the bottom of the Sun it's called the solar symbiosis cycle and it's a natural living structure of a living solar system and it generates its own quantum and it expands and contracts and in every all of the planets would have a chromosphere they would look like stars that doesn't mean you couldn't live under the chromosphere but from the outside they would look like stars and that would that our, our system started out this way after the fall from Tara there was it, it was actually taken, the, the remnants of Tara were taken back in through that Cali um, Ramus step back and reseeded, brought back out, at, down in density one as this solar system. So that's how we did the fall from Tara. They actually pulled us back in through the Cali Ramus path and pull us, re rebirth this system back out. And it was rebirthed back out in its natural configuration. So that is a natural solar system. And that's what we used to be. Next one. In a natural solar system. showing for instance for, with each planet the natural solar system you'd have the solar rod right and this one would have it's not shown on this diagram but you'd have the rod of the planet and they would exchange energy together and there would be energy arching through the planet and there would be energy arching up and down here there's another diagram that shows it a little better but this would be everybody's notice the north axis would be the same there wouldn't be an ecliptic because the north axis on both planet and sun would be pointing up in the same direction. That means, now there's something called the planetary shield, that it's an invisible uh, platform of energy, that is a deflection field that actually forms from the planet spinning, and it's part of the actual Merkabic structure, and it goes horizontal to whatever the vertical is. So you would have this one horizontal, it would be the same horizontal as this one, where they would just be spinning in the same plane. That allows for the natural energy circulation and exchange that's supposed to take place in the living system. Um, I don't know if you've probably looked at places uh, like um, scientific representation of our system. It doesn't look anything like that. You know, I think it's Uranus is on its side, whereas it literally rotates on its side. Now, when it's a living system, this would be the natural organic electromagnetic energy flow around a planet. This is called the Yanyan flow, and we have half a book I think dedicated to these, the Cathar 2-3 manual deals with these heavily and it shows the formation of them, what they do, you know, the, these are the natural uh, uh, electromagnetic flows of a living breathing system that has the capacity to, through its core, interact with other living breathing systems around it, it's part of the natural structure. Now, this looks nothing like the electromagnetic fields we have around our planet right now, our magnetosphere and those things. Alright, there's a reason. 
And I'll see, we'll see that in a minute. When a planet's doing what it's supposed to in the solar system and doing what it's supposed to, it goes through periods where it actually, the whole system will disappear because the two um, Hara, Hara bodies that its vector is, you know, it, it's, it's manifesting within, will pull into the center, recharge, and come back out again. When they recharge, it, the planets and the whole solar system will go into this configuration of light body, spirit body structure. It's called the chariot of fire. And it's literally part of the ascension vehicle. It's not the whole thing, but that's showing some of the dynamics involved in it. Now, we used to be an ascension system. Notice in the chariot of fire, there is that Merkabic structure again. Now, this is just a simple um, Merkaba structure. It's a biveca, which means it has one cone going down and one cone coming up. There's much more complex structures. But this would be the natural kind of thing that if this was a living, breathing system, and same with the galaxy, the galaxy would have the same type of interaction. The galaxy does not have every, you know, its galactic plane is tilted, things are tilted all over the place in the galactic plane, and our solar system is in the same position. Thank you.